You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, we're going to start on the next section here. Revolution is easier than reform. And this is paragraph 140. The author says, we hope we have convinced the reader that the system cannot be reformed in such a way as to reconcile freedom with technology. The only way out is to dispense with the industrial technological system altogether. This implies revolution, not necessarily an armed uprising, but certainly a radical and fundamental change in the nature of society. Now, I'm interested. I haven't read this uh, probably for a few years, and I've read this seven or eight times, I would say, over the last 15 to 17 years. And each time I read it, I pick up new things because now I can connect it into the additional research I've done since the last time I read it. It makes more and more sense to me each time I absorb this information. Now, I want to see what the author says here about this nonviolent revolution. It says, paragraph 141, people tend to assume that because a revolution involves a much greater change than reform does, it is more difficult to bring about than reform is. Actually, under certain circumstances, revolution is much easier than reform. The reason is that a revolutionary movement can inspire an intensity of commitment that a reform movement cannot inspire. A reform movement merely offers to solve a particular social problem. A revolutionary movement offers to solve all problems at one stroke and create a whole new world. It provides the kind of ideal for which people will take great risks and make great sacrifices. Interesting to point out that the technocrats are actually running what is called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Now, are we fighting back against the revolution as a collective? No. But they are running what is called the revolution. So are they saying that they're going to reform certain problems in the Third Industrial Era? Or are they saying the Fourth Industrial Revolution will bring this wide-sweeping change? And getting people to get behind it, even though there's greater risk. Well, you've heard Peter Thiel, one of the most powerful technocratic transhumanists, government oligarchs today. He has said, singularity, the merger of man and machine, will either bring great investment opportunities, that will bring a boom of investment opportunities, or a boom that will destroy the world. So he's willing to take that risk. And the merger of man and machine is one major piece of the fourth industrial revolution, which is the merger of the physical, biological, and digital, right? They're merging all three. It goes on to say, for this reason, it would be much easier to overthrow the whole technological system than to put effective permanent restraints on the development or application of any one segment of technology, such as genetic engineering, for example. 
Not many people will devote themselves with single-minded passion to imposing and maintaining restraints on genetic engineering, but under suitable conditions, large numbers of people may devote themselves passionately to a revolution against the industrial technological system. As we noted in paragraph 132, reformers seeking to limit certain aspects of technology would be working to avoid a negative outcome. But revolutionaries work to gain a powerful reward, fulfillment of their revolutionary vision, and therefore work harder and more consistently than reformers do. That, that's a very interesting take on this. Uh, but, you know, I don't. I think we live, it's very hard to explain, actually. Uh, And I I didn't really think this through, so I'm not going to try to explain it all here today. But we live in a different place than we did in 95. I think right now it'd be very difficult to lead or attempt to lead some sort of a revolutionary stand against technocracy. I just think people are more disconnected now that we are connected on the internet, that it would be near impossible to actually lead a revolution against technology. I don't even think people understand that technology brings technocracy, nor do they understand, obviously, what technocracy is. The vast majority of people, I'm talking 99.99%, never even heard the term technocracy, and then you'd have to define it for them and explain it to them. So I, I just don't see there being a revolt against this uh, system only revolting in your personal life let's continue paragraph 142 reform is always restrained by the fear of painful consequences if changes go too far for once a revolutionary fever has taken hold of a society people are willing to undergo unlimited hardships for the sake of their revolution This was clearly shown in the French and Russian revolutions. It may be that in such cases, only a minority of the population is really committed to the revolution, but this minority is sufficiently large and active so that it becomes the dominant force in society. We all have more to say about revolution in paragraphs 180 through 205. So I just want you to think about this. You know, maybe pause and think about this for a bit before we get to paragraph 180, which will probably be tomorrow. Uh, Right now, I'm going to continue, but just think about reform versus revolution and think about what I'm talking about that, you know, as a collective, I, I just don't see it happening. I think people have to revolt first in their personal life. Let's see, if you can't make that happen, how are you going to end up revolting against an entire system? So what we're going to focus on over um, the next, you know, God, I don't know, 50 shows, we're going to be talking about how to revolt against the system. I really want to pick Wide Awake Jim's brain and figure out how to help folks make some more money so that they can get the tools, the property, et cetera, et cetera, necessary to exit the system. Let's continue. Control of human behavior. Paragraph 143. Since the beginning of civilization, organized societies have had to put pressures on human beings of the sake of the functioning of the social organism. The kinds of pressures vary greatly from one society to another. Some of the pressures are physical. Poor diet, 
uh, excessive labor, environmental pollution. Some are psychological, noise, crowding, forcing human behavior into the mold that society requires. In the past, human nature has been approximately constant, or at any rate, has varied only within certain bounds. Consequently, societies have been able to push people only up to certain limits. When the limit of human endurance has been passed, things start going wrong. Rebellion or crime or corruption or evasion of work or depression and other mental problems or an elevated death rate or declining birth rate or something else so that either the society breaks down or its functioning becomes too inefficient and it is quickly or gradually through conquest, attrition, or evolution replaced by some more efficient form of society. Now, that's important that the author brings it up, but I think what you're seeing today or all the things he names there, you actually see are helping, are happening, right? Rebellion, crime, corruption, evasion of work, depression, other mental problems, elevated death rate, declining birth rate. You're seeing all this. But I believe that was actually orchestrated. We were engineered into those things on the list for the purpose of what it says here, that the functioning becomes too inefficient and it is replaced by some more efficient form of society. The more efficient form is actually what we're seeing coming from technocracy. They believe it's more efficient. It will be efficient according to their system, which is no freedom, all technocracy. So a lot of the stuff the author points out here has actually happened as a result of the system orchestrating us into these problems in order to then push us into the solution which is more technology that's problem reaction solution let's continue paragraph 144 thus human nature has in the past put certain limits on the development of societies people could be pushed only so far and no farther but today this may be changing because modern technology is developing ways of modifying human beings right That's what we just talked about there. Paragraph 145. Imagine a society that subjects people to conditions that make them terribly unhappy, then gives them drugs to take away their unhappiness. Science fiction? It is already happening to some extent in our own society. Again, folks, 28 years ago. Look at us now. It is well known that the rate of clinical depression has been greatly increasing in recent decades. We believe that this is due to disruption of the power process as explained in paragraphs 59 to 76. Now, we know that depression, folks, this is me speaking, we know that depression is up even more and has only grown exponentially since COVID land, the high school theater production. I did shows on this. And what is the solution to the problem created by the system? By locking people down, by turning them into germaphobes and hypochondriacs, they want to put people on psilocybin mushrooms and ketamine and strap an AR, augmented reality headset, to your face. No, I'm serious. We've covered this on shows. And Yuval Noah Harari the king philosopher of the fourth industrial revolution has said give them drugs and give them video games these useless humans yeah he's actually said that so there you go folks back 28 years ago goes on to say but even if we are wrong 
The increasing rate of depression is certainly the result of some conditions that exist in today's society. Instead of removing the conditions that make people depressed, modern society gives them antidepressant drugs. That's the Rockefeller Medical Industrial Complex, folks. We talked about this with Coach Saji, I don't know, 10 episodes ago or something? Rockefeller Medical Industrial Complex. Treat the symptoms. Never look to the root of the problem. And as I keep telling you, the answer is never less technology, it's more technology. They never say, wait a second, uh, X, Y, and Z is happening. Let's get rid of the internet. No, it's let's get more internet. It's always more technology. The reason why people are depressed is because they don't all have access to 5G high-speed internet. Let's give them all access to 5G high-speed internet. Goes on to say, in effect, antidepressants are a means of modifying an individual's internal state in such a way as to enable him to tolerate social conditions that he would otherwise find intolerable. Yes, we know the depression is often of purely genetic origin. We are referring here to those cases in which environment plays the predominant role. And as Coach Saji talked about, you know, the radio waves. Uh, pollutants in the air all these toxins we're taking into our body through gmo foods poison soil poison water poison air that is what is causing a lot of these problems but we're never going to treat the actual problem because we're not going to get rid of the radio waves and the polluted soils and water and everything that's all done intentionally folks Paragraph 146, drugs that affect the mind are only one example of the new methods of controlling human behavior that modern society is developing. Let us look at some of the other methods. Paragraph 147, to start with, there are the techniques of surveillance. Hidden video cameras are now used in most stores and in many other places. Computers are used to collect and process vast amounts of information about individuals. Information so obtained greatly increases the effectiveness of physical coercion, for example, law enforcement. Then there are the methods of propaganda for which the mass communication media provide effective vehicles. Efficient techniques have been developed for winning elections selecting products um, influencing public opinion the entertainment industry serves as an important psychological tool of the system possibly even when it is dishing out large amounts of sex and violence entertainment provides modern man with an essential means of escape while absorbed in television videos etc he can forget stress anxiety frustration dissatisfaction Many primitive peoples, when they don't have work to do, are quite content to sit for hours at a time doing nothing at all because they are at peace with themselves and their world. But most modern people must be constantly occupied or entertained. Otherwise, they get bored. For example, they get fidgety, uneasy, irritable. Ladies and gentlemen, don't get fidgety fidgety (laughs) it reminds me of willie g he gets fidgety he gets bored fidgety uneasy and irritable 
just sit still and wait as we get through this short commercial break. That is if Spotify is running ads, which I haven't seen them doing lately. So at the end of the month, I may not be able to put food on the table if Spotify is not serving up these ads to the public side of this podcast. Who knows in this crazy world we live in? I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. All right, folks, let's continue here. We're making some progress getting through this paper, ladies and gentlemen. Paragraph 148. Other techniques strike deeper than the foregoing. Education is no longer a simple affair of patting a kid's behind when he doesn't know his lessons and patting him on the head when he does know them. It is becoming a scientific technique for controlling the child's development. Sylvan Learning Centers, for example, have had great success in motivating children to study. And psychological techniques are also used with more or less success in many conventional schools. One day we'll get into this, folks. We'll do some uh, shows on this because Maggie and I, my wife, we're going to be homeschooling Willie, and and it's not sitting him at a desk and reading him uh, books and and using blackboards the way they do at school. It has nothing to do with it. I'm going to be developing our own uh, schooling, actually. And I've been meeting with some homeschoolers and some homeschool parents and stuff uh, over the last several years, and we're going to be even doing a lot different uh, than, than they were, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll be sharing that all on the show as well. It says, uh, quote, parenting, end quote, techniques that are taught to parents are designed to make children accept fundamental values of the system and behave in ways that the system finds desirable. Quote, mental health, end quote, programs that the system, uh, mental health programs, intervention techniques, psychotherapy, and so forth are ostensibly designed to benefit individuals, but in practice, they usually serve as methods for inducing individuals to think and behave as the system requires. We've actually gone over this, I I think, in yesterday's, uh, I'm sorry, in episode 134. Yesterday was Wide Awake Jim. I think I talked a little bit about this. goes on to say there is no contradiction here. An individual whose attitudes or behavior bring him into conflict with the system is up against a force that is too powerful for him to conquer or escape from. Hence, he is likely to suffer from stress, frustration, and defeat. His path will be much easier if he thinks and behaves as the system requires. In that sense, the system is acting for the benefit of the individual when it brainwashes him into conformity all right and and we talked about that in the case of a kid with supposed adhd if they're fidgety in the class they're going to be a problem if they take a pill and they shut up and they become a robot and an npc they will survive in the system as i've told you 
They make it easier to survive in the system than to survive outside of the system. So if you want to give up all your freedom, your liberty, and your human autonomy, and you want to live inside of the system, you know, take the blue pill and live in the system. Then what I would do is I would just stop consuming podcasts, independent media. I'd stop watching the news. I'd stop reading the newspaper. I wouldn't try to pay attention to any of this because it's going to drive you crazy. Just take the ignorance is bliss pill and live inside the system. Now, the system may lead you to the CVS parking lot where you'll get shot up in your arm with a jab or have a Q-tip shoved up into your brain. The system may end up killing you. The system may slowly poison you, but living in the system is much easier, meaning you can just numb your mind with drugs and booze and live inside the system until you die. But the system is eventually going to lead to the engineering of humanity out of existence. So if you work hard to try to exit the system, teach your kids and grandkids how to live outside of the system, they may have a real shot at living under relative freedom, at least for much longer than those folks who live in the system and have no freedom whatsoever. I mean, that's just my opinion on this goes on to say child abuse in its gross and obvious forms is disapproved in most if not all cultures tormenting a child for a trivial reason or no reason at all is something that appalls almost everyone but many psychologists interpret the concept of abuse much more broadly is spanking when used as part of a rational and consistent system of discipline a form of abuse the question will ultimately be decided by whether or not spanking tends to produce behavior that makes a person fit in well with the existing system of society in practice the word abuse tends to be interpreted to include any method of child rearing that produces behavior inconvenient for the system thus when they go beyond the prevention of obvious senseless cruelty programs for preventing child abuse are directly toward the control of human behavior on behalf of the system right and and i think you understand that what the author is saying here is that as long as whatever the so-called abuse is pushes kids into conforming with the system then it's okay i mean myself personally i believe in all honesty and I'm not judging you guys. Obviously, uh, my parents sent me to public school. They uh, had me vaccinated based on the government vaccine schedules and everything. So uh, I forgive my parents. Therefore, I forgive you. If you're listening to this, you're obviously beginning to awaken from the real matrix. I think at a certain point when you understand the true dangers of the vaccines, the 60-some-odd vaccines the CDC recommends sticking your kid with up until uh, they hit age six, If you know about the dangers and then you actually go vaccinate your kid, you're committing child abuse. Now, the system would not say that. The system says you're committing child abuse if you don't give the child all the so-called vaccines. The system actually considers you abusing your child if you homeschool them. They, they, they try to deem that to be child abuse. If you take them out of the public indoctrination system, they consider that to be child abuse. They look at you as a sick, twisted person because you're not sending your kid to training to live inside of the slave system. Now, try to explain this to people. 
and you'll look crazy because the vast majority of people vaccinate their kids and the vast majority of people send their kids to the public indoctrination system. I believe if you know the dangers of the public indoctrination system, one, because they're indoctrinating, two, because they're not actually learning anything, three, they're actually making them dumber, in my opinion, then you're committing child abuse because you understand the abuse that goes on within the system and you continue to send your kids there. All right, let's continue. Paragraph 149, presumably research will continue to increase the effectiveness of psychological techniques for controlling human behavior, but we think it is unlikely that psychological techniques alone will be sufficient to adjust human beings to the kind of society that technology is creating. Biological methods probably will have to be used. We have already mentioned the use of drugs in this connection. Neurology may provide other avenues for modifying the human mind. Genetic engineering of human beings is already beginning to occur in the form of, quote, gene therapy, end quote, and there is no reason to assume that such methods will not eventually be used to modify those aspects of the body that affect mental functioning. We've talked all about this here, and gene therapy, everyone was running around at the beginning of COVID land talking about mRNA supposed vaccines, the jabs as gene therapy, as if it was new. This is 1995, and this author was talking about it, folks. When did COVID land kick off? 2020. So 25 years earlier, this author was talking about gene therapy, and he's talking about all the other technologies that will be used to control people's minds. Well, we uncovered this. I mean, not uncovered it. We discussed it. We weren't the first to talk about it, but the MK Ultra Mind Control programs that were going on after World War II led by Sidney Gottlieb, the CIA's chemist. Well, guess what? I'll just give you a hint here. This author... According to official narrative, at age 16, went to Harvard University. He was a math genius. And while he was there, there was a professor who, it was later revealed, was connected to the MKUltra mind control programs. And this 16-year-old kid had MKUltra program, uh, you know, brainwashing done to him. All right? He did not want that to come out in the public back when he wrote this because he did not want it to discredit what he actually wrote. That's the official narrative, but it was true and apparently uh, admitted to. Paragraph 150. As we mentioned in paragraph 134, industrial society seems likely to be entering a period of severe stress, due in part to problems of human behavior and in part to economic and environmental problems. And a considerable proportion of the system's economic and environmental problems result from the way human beings behave alienation low self-esteem depression hostility rebellion children who won't study youth gangs illegal drug use rape child abuse other crimes unsafe sex teen pregnancy population growth political corruption race hatred ethnic rivalry bitter ideological conflict for example pro-choice versus pro-life political extremism terrorism sabotage anti-government groups hate groups all these threaten the very survival of the system the system will therefore be forced to use every practical means of controlling human behavior right so all of these issues that he just brought up I will also point out many of them have been actually provoked by and orchestrated by the system itself. All right, we've seen this 
throughout time. So the system, in many cases, actually funds both sides of all of these issues. All right, you will find, let's say, the bankers or the government behind all sides of these issues. And they create chaos, and they use that to divide and to conquer. And in the end, they use it to engineer people back into the system. Right, The system keeps everyone working and fighting within the very system, but never actually offers solutions to escape the system. Right, The prison planet wardens aren't going to tell you how to escape the prison. How do you escape the prison? Cut the chain link fence and walk out of the prison and get the hell out of there. But they're never going to tell you that. They're going to try to reform the actions within the prison to make the prison a more comfortable place for you to live. Till eventually, all the prisoners are drugged up and sitting there in chairs like vegetables, staring at the walls. And now they're no longer a threat to the very system. Right? That is what is happening. This is what the author is getting at here that eventually they will just genetically modify everyone to conform to the environment created by the very system everyone's living in. And I'm telling you, I'll just repeat it again. I'm not going to mention it again in this show. It leads to the engineering of humanity out of existence because in the end, humans will not fully conform to the system. They're just going to have to get humans out of the equation. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. I'm going to step out of this equation. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 